So we are still at the CBC. We, we are. are with uh, with a. I don't even know where to start with a cast and crew like this. Because <laughs> Motley. Let's call them Motley. Motley. I was going to go stellar. <laughs> I like that. But uh, Sarah Wincallies, Rob Cooper, Sean Doyle. I like that you wave for the audio. <laughs> <laughs> wave at the audio. Um, let's just dive right in. We're, it's, a, it's a serious miniseries. Uh, coming from personal experience. Right? <laughs> <laughs> First order is a comedy, yeah. Um, what was the impetus behind getting it done, getting it created, and bringing it to the CBC? Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, shall we start with my childhood? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Do you need to lay down yeah, on the couch? Lay yeah. down here. Um, I, you know, I was born with hemophilia, uh, and I, I, as a result, lived through the scandal. I was uh, very, very fortunate not to get AIDS from tainted blood. I did get Hep C and sort of lived with that for the better part of 30 years before I was finally cured in 2014 um, and uh, I mean I had been working with CBC I, I, I knew them I've been friends with Sally for a while and um, I frankly had sort of come to a point I think it was being cured actually gave me this sort of sense of catharsis and perspective on everything where I maybe stopped being so much a victim and started looking at it more from the standpoint of a storyteller and I think I had also just in conversations with other people who were also affected by it um, who I had met uh, we kind of all started to lament the fact that it was such a big story mm -hmm. and that it was something that we all knew very personally but that most of the other people we knew didn't know anything about and that seemed you know amazing in some ways and so I I wrote this uh, fairly long uh, rant, let's call it. It was completely unstructured um, and sent that in uh, uh, and, and, you know, CB, I just basically said, have you guys ever developed or done anything? Mm -hmm. uh, and then when they said no, I was like, really? Why not? Uh, it just seemed obvious to me, the biggest, you know, medical tragedy in Canadian history. And we all seem to be constantly looking for iconic Canadian stories mm -hmm. and stories that should uh, not just interest Canadians but people around the world and this one just seemed like it was a sore thumb sticking out yeah. now from an acting perspective Sarah and Sean did you guys feel a, a responsibility to make sure you guys got the story right that you presented it as Rob wanted it on screen did you use choices that maybe you wouldn't usually use in your performances to keep it more authentic and natural? Well, I would say that when I began, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I attempted to find uh, uh, survival mechanisms inside that would leave me maybe not investing or committing as deeply as I ultimately had to. And uh, this guy here would come over to me for the first couple of weeks and go, uh, no, that's not it. That's what it is there. And uh, so I think it was a real journey for us to find our language working together and for me to, you know, have the courage to just deep dive into the place where this guy sits, which ultimately is, you know, a combination of paralysis and impotence and rage and, uh, and, uh, and ultimately it was a very fulfilling experience, but it really... It, was a, it, took, it took a toll. Mm -hmm. I think we all thought, I mean, it was, certainly wasn't trying to make sure I, I was happy it was 
trying to be true to the, right. to the spirit of who who we were portraying. Mm-hmm. Almost every, in fact, every beat <coughs> in the show is inspired by a real moment, by a real event. There, in many cases, the characters are composites of many people, but it's all real. And and that was our challenge was to say to constantly remind ourselves, you you as as dramatists, we all we all have an instinct to want to try and make things dramatic. That's mm-hmm. what we do. But you had to kind of remind yourself, no, the truth in this case is enough. And in fact, what we need to try and reflect in order to be respectful of the actual experience. We don't need to you know, make this melodrama. We don't yeah. need to inflate it. Um, so, you know, the, the, the instincts you have to, to make something a, a big act ending or... or or add mm-hmm. conflict to a scene, you had to sort of throw that away and say, you know, what we're doing here, the reality is enough. Okay. And as long as we're all feeling what we're supposed to be feeling, which is anger, emotion, mm-hmm. sadness, mm-hmm. happiness, Awful. well, yeah. there are moments of triumph too, you yeah. know, like that, you know, that's, the, it's, you know, in, in reflecting reality, you always hope Mm. to capture some essence of the human condition. That's yeah. what you're trying to get people to see uh, and experience. So, Yeah, it's interesting. Sorry, Sarah, to cut you off. But it, it's, it's, it's interesting that when you're in such a, uh, a project of such scope that you have a part to play mm-hmm. and your job is to just show up and be present. That's the beginning and end of it. Telling the story is, is left to other people. It's left to the writing. It's left to the mm-hmm. editing, the director... And uh, and it just became apparent that this was going to sink or swim based on everybody showing up and being present. And I think Rob is very lucky because he's got a whole bunch of people around him who really showed up. Yeah. Nice. Please. I mean, I. I'm wowed. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I agree with most of what they're saying. I think we were very lucky to have a true north in Rob mm-hmm. um, because there was somebody with a very clear vision, and that only one person can steer the ship and it only goes in one direction. Of course. And so that, that's an incredibly important thing. But I think also everybody came to the project from actors to department heads to assistants mm-hmm. because at some level this was personal to them yeah. and it mattered tremendously to them. And so when you're coming from a place of heart and of everybody putting the best of themselves into it and you have a clear direction, that's a that's a reasonably good formula and then it's just a matter of how brave are you willing to be every day when you're working on a project where thousands you know telling the story of thousands of people dying Mm -hmm. very unfortunate circumstances it's kind of hard to be petty yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so really everybody was all of our sort of energy went into obviously doing the best we could in those moments now they say film and television is it's very much an art form and art forms can educate entertain and inspire so to wrap this up because we got the high sign um <laughs> what do you hope that unspeakable inspires in its viewing audience um you know i i just try not to i try to put myself in the place of the audience when i'm making something i just sort of look at it and say was well, this something i would watch mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, if I hope it does anything, is really just acknowledge something way bigger that went on, uh, <coughs> uh, an experience that people had, uh, and maybe it, maybe it inspires people to be a little more proactive in their life, uh, 
the feeling that anger, that frustration that the real people in this you know story felt will make them understand that we participate in our own health and well-being and that we can't just sit back and let the powers that be do what they do. Um, it's our voices. It's one of the reasons why it's called unspeakable, that, which make a difference. Um, and frankly, the, one of the reasons the tragedy happened was because of the stigma uh, and prejudice that was going on at the time. People were afraid to speak up. And I think, you know, we take steps forward and then we take steps backwards. And we still live in a society where people are afraid and afraid to speak up. And I think, um, I think maybe, maybe if they see the importance of that and having the courage and then knowing that there are other people out there who are going through the same things they are, whether it's a medical problem or mm -hmm. even just, you know, dealing with their daily lives, that, um, you know, there's a shared human experience. Democracy dies in darkness. Shine the light. Right. See, I just talked for five minutes. And you said it, you said it better in one sentence. It's the, it's the Washington Post. Yeah, that's true. That is fantastic. Thank you, guys. Thank you. If I could just work my phone.